9. Take your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Uh, we're living in a day and age. This is a time of year where everybody's going to, uh, uh, they're getting ready to worship Jesus. They think they're going to worship the world, but this is a time where people are, their hearts are open to hearing about Jesus. Now, we've heard some stories about people getting mad about the nativity scene and all of that and all that. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, think about it. If it's your birthday and everybody gave out gifts on your birthday, you think you got a right to be mad about something. You got to be out your mind. You just, it don't make sense. But Jesus Christ is the light of the world. If you don't have Jesus, most folk that don't have these folk that don't have Jesus, not most of them, they're just walking around in darkness. It appears that something's going on in their life. It appears that there's some action happening. It appears that some friction is happening, but they don't have the light of the world. They don't they can't see. And sinners only know what to do. The only sinners know what to do is sin. That's all they know to do is sin. That's all they have the power to do. The Bible in Isaiah chapter nine. And you know where I'm going. Verse six. The Bible is talking about Jesus. Uh, for unto us a child is born. This is not any normal little baby. You know, most folk in today, they want to keep Jesus in a manger. Some folk feel safe with him, baby Jesus. They feel safe with him being baby Jesus because he's never going to, he's never, we can't see the light. The light is just a little, it's just a little flicker and we could just ignore him because he's a baby. You know how adults say, I'm grown, I've been living this long. What can you tell me? What can you tell me? Now, listen, sometimes kids can tell you a lot of stuff. They can tell you a lot. It hurts. You know how when you get older, you figure out that you don't, you act like it don't hurt. Uh, yeah, I know, because I, I had a hernia, and I was trying to act like it didn't hurt. And they had to make me, and the dude said, no, you got to do it now. I was like, just push it back in. <laughs> kids don't do that. You, you know, kids be like, ah, screaming, howling like it, they're dying. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born. You know why the child was born? Because us, we, us, we needed the child. Mankind needed this child. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born. Uh, uh, a, uh, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Now, this is not just any son. They just sung the song, Jesus is the light of the world. Most folk, most false worship is sun worship. They're trying to worship the sun. They're trying to seek light. Every time that sun goes up and that sun comes down, you know how folks say, well, what about the people that never heard about uh, Jesus Christ? The Bible says the heavens, the heavens declare his handiwork, declare the glory of God. It shows his handiwork. They're without excuse. Yeah, right. That's right. Most folk are trying to figure out how to worship the sun. All false worship, somehow they're going to worship the sun. The wrong sun. Yeah. Not the sun that was given. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. You know what that means? You know how we, I say it all the time. I, I vote independent. I'm, I vote. Uh, I'm not a liberal. OK, I'm conservative. And if you don't believe the Bible, I really don't, I'm not interested in you. I'm not voting for you. I don't care if you vote liberal. You got your clucker helmet on and head, whatever that thing is, your uh, pillowcase on your head. That's your business. You heard what I said. If you vote liberal, that's what you voting for. Yeah, I'm from Detroit. And guess what they told me? This is how we supposed to vote. It's garbage. It's garbage. I'm sorry if you if you one of those people says, 
I don't mix uh, politics and religion, and I don't talk about it. I do. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you need to get a backbone. You, you, unless you get a backbone. If somebody come, listen, he talk about, I'm from Detroit. I am from Detroit. I do not apologize for being from Detroit. I'm in Lima. I'm a Michigan fan. I'm Detroit everything. I don't know no other teams, only Detroit. Guess what? They all Ohio State fans. And it's like, you in, D, you in Ohio, you got to vote for Ohio State. I says, no, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm unapologetic. Guess what? I'll argue with them about my team. So you think I'm not going to argue with you and deal with you about the Lord Jesus Christ? You are out your mind. The Bible says for unto us a son is given unto us a child is born and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Guess what? It don't matter how you vote. It don't matter how you see things. What's your political preference? Guess what? It don't matter who you vote for. The government, the control of the world, the control of the universe is too heavy for whatever party you like. It's too heavy. The only person shoulders big enough to hold it is Jesus Christ. Show. So that's why he was here. You, you know, he's not just little baby Jesus. All right. The Bible says for unto us, a son is born unto us. For unto us, a son is given. A child is born. A son is given. It's for us. We have no business rejecting Jesus Christ. We have no bit. I'm not talking about bar Jesus or Jesus Martinez. I'm talking about Jesus Christ of the Bible. Or, you know, G- I, you know, I like G- Jesus Christ superstar. It, it, it encourages me. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ of the Bible. The Bible said that his name shall be called wonderful. Now, you know, when you had kids, somebody, oh, that's such a pretty name. That's such a nice name. I like that name. But it wasn't wonderful. The Bible says his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Listen, uh, be careful about getting counsel from me or any other preacher when it's not Bible. You know, Jesus Christ is the word. And guess what? When he counsels, the word of God comes out. This is why you need to take your Bible, believe the book and cherish this book that you have in your hand. Stop allowing folk to tell you everything don't revolve around the Bible. It absolutely does. All the answer to your problems is in the book. The Bible says, for unto us a son is given, a child is born. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So guess what? He has no end to his thing. You know, you, you know how everybody say every dog has his day. You know, every, even the dummies sometimes are right once a week or once a day or they get their time up, right? But it always comes to an end. Think about the highest point, point in your life that you think you ever had. Did that thing come to an end? Came crashing to a halt. Not with Jesus Christ. It never ends. He's always going to be on the top. He's the one when you say people love something, I win all the time. No, you don't. No, you don't. The person that has won the whole time has been Jesus Christ. Even in death, he won. Even in death, he conquered sin. The Bible says he shall be called wonderful. So we're going to stick right there. We're going to talk about how wonderful the Lord Jesus Christ is. 
He came into the world. He was born into the world. But the truth of the matter is he was born to die. A lot of times during this time of year, folks skip over that. They forget that because they're trying to keep him as baby Jesus. The Bible says he's a mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the prince of peace. The prophet Isaiah, uh, with a little light from the spirit, looked down the road about 730 years in the, in the future. And he saw a glimpse of something. He saw the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we know in this book, God had to get some things. He had to get his uncle, the king, out of the way for a lot of times. God has to move things out of the way, out of the way of your life for you to see him and for you to see what God's called you to do and for you to see what God would have for your life. A lot of times we put a lot of things in our life. They're just as important as God. They're just as important as my Bible. They're just as important as from hearing from God. No, they're not. Everything takes second fiddle to the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible names have very special meanings, very special meanings. They're, they're, they're a revelation of his character, his character. He's wonderful. The Bible says he is wonderful. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is wonderful. He's wonderful in, in how he nurtured. And in and, and the Bible and, and, uh, and Hosea, it talks about him like being a mother bear. He's protective of his own. You know, when God, everyone got Jesus Christ got, he never lost any of them. We have We're dealing with a day where people, somebody called me today and he's in prison. Uh, uh, he was like, it's Josiah. He's like, Brother Rudolph, I'm in the prison and they started. I'm starting to have doubts about my salvation. And he told me where it was at. And I said, what kind of Bible they using? He says, man, they've been using three or four different Bibles. I said, there go the problem right there. So I taught you whatever you do, whatever you whatever you do, you keep this book in your hand. Listen, Jesus Christ has never lost any of his. God will protect you where you're at. A lot of times, you know, we think that we can protect ourselves. We can't. That's how you get in trouble. The parameters, the perimeter and the parameters are there to protect you. Stay in the parameters. Stop wandering off and doing your own thing. Your own thing is what's got you in trouble. Bible talks about him, his protection in Hosea chapter 13 and verse eight. And, and Deuteronomy talk about he's as an, as an eagle stir up up her nest, flutter up over her, 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 her young, spreading abroad her wings, take of them and bear them up on her wings for the Lord. For, so the Lord alone did lead them. God, it, it speaks of a mother. He nurtures you and leads you in the right direction. You have no business going to the world for direction. The world can't help you. They're going to lead you away from Jesus Christ every time, every single time. The Bible says for unto us a son, a child is born, a son is given because we need nurturing. We need nurturing. I don't care. Listen, I, listen, I grew up in a bad environment and I, I, I say it all the time. When I read that verse about uh, hard as the way of the transgressor, I was like, man, so this whole time I've been bragging about being hardcore and that just mean I've been around a lot of sin. That's all it means. You know what happens? You need some nurturing. You need some nurturing. And if you don't got, if you got a broken family, if you got a broken home, Jesus Christ will nurture you. He will lead you. He will protect you. Isaiah 66, as one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you. Jesus Christ is good with nurturing you. 
with comforting you, with taking care of you, with leading you. Jesus Christ will comfort you. You know, there's folk right now, right now, they're crying themselves. It's the 12. I, have, I don't know if they believe in the 25 days of Christmas or the 12 days of Christmas. And they're thinking the, the clock is ticking. And they're thinking if I don't have all of these presents under my tree right now, if I don't have all these presents for my kids by the 25th, I'm a poor parent. I'm not a good parent. And guess what? They're crying themselves to sleep. There's somebody is in the store walking around the store with no money, getting ready to steal something and getting ready to get caught, too. All these cameras, you got to be a fool. You got to be a fool. There's a camera everywhere. It's a, they got, Walmart got a, a thing for you to check out and they got a camera on you while you checking out. Why don't you just do your job and we don't got to worry about me stealing nothing or not checking it out or not swiping it. They got cameras everywhere. And somebody is so, under so much pressure because somebody has misled them, misled them about the Jesus Christ of the Bible. They haven't taught him that he's a, a mother bear that will protect you. They haven't taught him about him being an eagle that will lead. He doesn't have taught him about him being a mother that comfort. They never taught him about the Jesus Christ of the Bible. They don't They haven't taught him that he's wonderful and nurturing. There's no there's not a better nurturer than the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only is he wonderful and nurturing, he's wonderful in his nature. The Bible says he is a divine being. He's not just he's not just anybody. He's not just anybody. When he went down, the Bible says he went down in the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed, Lord, not my if you if you could take this cup away from me, but not my will, but thine will be done. We wouldn't have done none of that. We would have been not, we wouldn't have got up to the road. We wouldn't have got up Gethsemane. We wouldn't have got none of those roads. We was like, I give up, man. It's too much. That's what you do every day. You know what? The Bible says God's mercies is new every day. The Bible says a righteous man fall up seven times and get him back up. You know, in God's divine nature, he made, he made, uh, he made his, his divine mercy. He made, uh, he made, uh, you know, uh, uh, a scapegoat for you per se and me and you. He said a righteous, his standard is, his righteous standard is perfect. It's not fall seven times and get back up. That's the standard for us. You know, he's counted you faithful and how, when you think about that, think about all those people in the book of Hebrews. He said they're they in the hall of faith, they're they faithful. And, and David, could you, what you going to say about David? What you going to say about David? David and got four of his kids messed up and he got 100,000 men messed up, over 100,000 men messed up because he wanted to count the, the people. And listen, more people got messed up for the for the uh, counting than the adultery. So be careful of saying, well, God, he 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 despises that. He hates that. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that he hate. And his number system is not like yours. He don't count like you count. The Bible says God, he was a man after God's own heart. He was faithful. God knows you. He knows you. He's a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He knew you before you were born. He knew your sin. He knew that you were just but dirt. He knew that you was just a man. You was a sinner. And he knew you would fail him. And then he says, uh, a righteous man fall off seven times and get it back up. You know what he's concerned about you getting back up? Yeah, that's right. He's divine in his nature. 
He's 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 a human being. He was 100 percent human being. But right now we talk about him being 100 percent God. The Bible says he was the beloved son of God. He was beloved in Mark. He was the beloved son of God. They talked about him. Mark called him the, the son of man. Mark always tried to re reference his manly parts, uh, him, his man part. But right here in Mark chapter 12 says he was the beloved son of God. The Bible says he was the only son of God. He was a little bit different than everybody, you know, when the Pharisees saw Jesus Christ and they came to Jesus Christ and they wanted to trip him up in their words. They, they went home with their tails stuck, with, their tails stuck between their legs and says, never, never we met a man spake with so much power. Amen. You know where your power at is in the word of God. He's divine. The Bible says, he says, I, he talking to the, to the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he says, I and my father are one. You, you know what they knew what he was saying when he says, I am, and you know, they was offended by that. This is why they was picking up stones, the stone, they was offended. Because he was right in their face saying, he wasn't saying it pridefully, but he was, they knew what he was saying. I ain't like you. I don't have the flaws that you have. I don't make the mistakes that you make and you're not going to trip me up. So they were mad. You know, like when you're at work and somebody try to ask you a Bible question and you give them a Bible answer. You know how when they standing around and it's like, yeah, we're going to ask such and such this question and we're going to get it. And you ain't thinking about me and God give you the answer. Said the Bible says such and such and such and such. And they're mad. Now they want to kill you now because they thought they was going to trip you up and they was going to have a good time. It was going to make you look bad. Now they got to go back. What did he say? He said this. What? That ain't the answer we expected. We thought we was going to trip him up. We thought we had it. Jesus Christ says, I and my father are one. He said, he that have seen me have seen the father. Oh, you think that didn't make them mad? You know, they were so be I, Abraham be our father. You know, we, we the sons of Abraham, straight rebels. They ain't honored Abraham in no shape, shape, or form, nothing. They talk about Abraham be our father. You know what they're thinking? You know, some folks think that your kids, some of your kids think they're going to ride on their coattails into heaven. They not. I say it like this. You know, when you like, listen, Dion's a grown man or whatever. No, he's not. He's still a baby because he's dumb as I was when I was 19. Now, I know I know your kids are very intelligent. They have high IQs. My, they're geniuses and all of that at 19. I don't believe you. But you know what? He's going to have to develop his own relationship with the Lord. Jesus Christ didn't have to do that. He already had his own relationship. He already was God. He already gave up his glory in heaven and thought and, and thought it not robbery and came down and became and was born uh, in flesh. But he was still 100 percent God. He's a divine being. His nature, he, he was wonderful in his nature. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. Listen, the word of God, the word is God. Jesus Christ is the word of God. He's perfect. The Bible said there's three that bear, that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the word, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Ghost. That's, and the word became flesh. That's where the name Jesus come from. That's where the Jehovah Witness get themselves in trouble. But Jesus Christ, is a, he's a, he had a beginning. No, the name Jesus Christ had a beginning. 
when he put on flesh, but he was the word of God. He's still a word of God. He's perfect. He's completely and wholeheartedly 100% the God, the Godhead. The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. All the way gone. Everybody that touched him, you just imagine the, the, the lady that had touched him and touched the hem of his garment and virtue came out and she was healed. She was whole. What you going to tell her about? What you, can you imagine somebody said, man, oh, that Jesus. He near faker. She said, I, well, you know, I had an issue of blood. And I went to all the doctors, all the people, you know, they drained me of every dime I got. Y'all abused me. Y'all took advantage of me. And listen, y'all was I remember you was thronging around and trying to be all close up on him. But when I got to him, I touched him in the garden. I got healed. You know what? I stop a lot of folk. Your testimony of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. You don't got to know all the Bible. Just tell them what this is what Jesus Christ done for me. You know, because people, you know, Satan always going to catch you. Well, well, that ain't really happened. He's going to send somebody to your life, to your place, wherever you at, and says, what, what, that didn't really happen. God didn't really do nothing in your life. People change every day. And they change right back five minutes later. That's what they do. The God of the Bible, you just give them your testimony of what God's done to you. They can't stop that. They can't stop it. The Bible says, and the only begotten of the Father, Full of grace and truth. Who you know, you know we love, they love television. He's so graceful. Uh, we believe in uh, all the news, like we believe in the truth. The facts, uh, they lying. <laughs> Every time they lying. I remember when I was a little kid, they would, they would say stuff and I'm like, hmm. They can't do that. They, they, don't, they ain't doing that over here. Where did that happen at? You can't get away with that in our neighborhood. What are they talking about? You know what I know? They weren't getting away with it in nobody's neighborhood. They was making it up. The Bible says Thomas, doubting Thomas, he says, my Lord and my God. You know what? Thomas, he wasn't there when the first time they got together in the upper room and Jesus Christ showed up. So he missed some things. But he got in on it the second time and he says, my Lord and my God. He had a personal relationship with him. He knew he was God and he walked with him three years. Just imagine walking with Jesus three years and then realizing I doubted him. Just imagine how uh, Peter felt when he's like, man, I, I doubted God. When he's in the boat and he's in the boat, he's going fishing and Jesus Christ on the coast. He, he said, that, that, that's God. That's Jesus Christ. That's my savior. Bible say he ain't put no clothes on to jump in the water. He got over there. Bible, you know, you know, we said, well, I gotta, I'm going to church today and I have to put my very best on. It's going to take me about two hours. Peter didn't do all of that. Peter, when he recognized that it was God, he jumped straight in the water and got to Jesus Christ. Because he had a testimony. He knew he was God. He knew he was 100% God. He knew he had did some things that he could not understand. He knew that the God that he worshipped was wonderful. It was wonderful. He knew what Isaiah was talking about when he said he was his name shall be called wonderful. Paul said to him, dwell of the Godhead body and him dwell of the Godhead bodily. I think I just love when Paul, because, you know, what I'm saying he on the road to Damascus. And I said all the time, just imagine after he's killing Stephen, after they're killing Stephen, they stoning Stephen and he's watching this thing. 
He done killed all these Christians, all these men, all these women, all these children. He done all the seen them all die. And Stephen is on his feet looking up into heaven like this. Father, forgive them for they know what they do. Know not what they do. And I could see Saul over there like, who is he talking to? What is he looking at? And he see his face shine like Moses face when the children of Israel saw Moses face like you need to put a veil on his face. And he saw a flicker or something. And he says, man, I, I don't know what that was. Is I'm on the wrong side of this thing? No, nah, I'm tripping. And he keeps going. And then on the road to Damascus, he see the light. He look up into heaven. He, uh, something changes. And then from then on, he's shipwrecked. He, listen, I, you, you know, we couldn't get, after they whipped us, you know, like little kids, you know how little kids, when they get a whooping and they just start screaming and hollering and crying and you ain't even hurt them yet. Or you missed them with the first lick. <laughs> now, I know some of you good, fine, upstanding folk would never uh, abuse your child or give them timeouts and hit them with the belt. <laughs> Unfortunately, they did not raise me like that. <laughs> My mama believed wherever it happens, this is where we do business. <laughs> I was too stupid to start screaming and hollering to act like I was crying. I was like, you'll never hurt me. <laughs> Breaking on the inside. <laughs> but Paul, he's been beat. 30, 39, 39 stripes over and over again. He's stranded in the deep. He's been persecuted. They left him for dead. He, think about how, how bad a situation is. They leave you for dead and you go up to the third heaven and you see unspeakable things and God puts you back in your body. You walk around like, where is that? Wait a minute. What kind of trick is this? <laughs> think about it. If you go to heaven, you're not interested in coming back. Yeah. Nobody's interested in coming back. The idea when people say, oh, God took my mom. No, your mom, if she's in heaven, she's not interested in what you think about it. Once she gets a glimpse of heaven, like, oh, thank God I'm here. Thank my body. I got a new body. I ain't got none of that stuff no more. They not interested in coming back. And I submit to you, Paul wasn't interested in coming back either. I always say he just ran back into the city hoping somebody would stone him. And you know, God has a sense of humor. Nobody even seen it. They didn't even recognize it. He said, wait a minute. You were just looking me in my eye. You just stole me. You just hit me in the eye with the rock. Hit me again. The God that Paul served was a divine God. He was completely and wholeheartedly God. 100% God. He was wonderful. The Bible says he's Lord of all. He's majesty on high. The Bible makes it very clear with all his with all his attributes and all the glory and all the majesty and all the authority and all the power and all rights belong to him. We live in a day and age where everybody's on TV talking about some rights for something. They ain't done nothing with the rights that they got. The little rights they got, they ain't done nothing with it. They still trying to get more. Everybody talking about their rights. What about Jesus Christ's rights? He's the creator of the universe. He didn't want spoken into existence. He didn't want died on a cross for your sins. He's, he's wonderful in his nature. His divine nature. But there's another part of his nature. He's 100% man. Bible talks about him having feeling of infirmities just like we are. Just like we have. He understands everything. I don't like that commercial either. 
He understands us. I can't stand it. Got a stupid commercial on TV talking about he understands us. <laughs> Trying to make Jesus Christ into some type of sugarfoot, soft, softy. No. He was a carpenter and he didn't have no palm all of hands. And my hands are so soft and gentle. It's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. But Jesus Christ does understand your infirmities. The Bible says he was tempted in all points of sin like as we are, but yet without sin. He was 100 percent human and he understood what you went through. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The only begotten the son of God. Mark refers him to the to the son of man. He was holy God and holy man. The Bible says, for there is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So on one mediator, there's only one person that can understand that could go to God the Father on your behalf. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. It ain't Mother Mary, ain't Mother May I, it ain't Confucius, it ain't whoever, whoever the who stupid God they keep making a God in your life. It ain't none of your ancestors either. Your ancestors ain't even thinking about you. Only way they thinking about you is they in hell. You know, the rich man said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to warn. He, you know what he wanted to warn? His brothers. You know why? I don't want you to come to hell. You don't, don't come to this place. And, and, and if you go to hell, listen, God said he made hell for the devil and his angels. God never intended for you to go to hell. Imagine that. Going someplace God never made you for you to go and he's provided for a way for you not to go and he's been begging and pleading for you not to go. He sent witness after witness after witness after witness after witness after witness after witness. The sun, moon and the stars, the sun coming up, the sun going down. The Bible said the sun and the light, the sun going up and down speaker. So this idea, well, what about the people who never heard the gospel? They seen the sun go up and the sun go down. They seen the sun, moon and the stars. And they know man did not make none of that. And man has. Listen. God was before time. God was before matter. God was before it all. If he existed when they got there, if they all came together at one time, we got a problem. He's divinely, he's divine in this nature where he's 100 percent God and he's 100 percent man. Not only he not only if his nature divine and not only is he wonderful in his nature, but he's wonderful in his character. He doesn't have the character that has, man has. He's the Bible says he's without spot and without blemish. The Jesus Christ of the Bible. He has no blemish. You know what folk in the world are trying to do? They're trying to find your blemishes to justify their blemishes. That's all they doing. Well, my blemish is not as big as yours. See, my blemish is just a perfect little circle and the circumference of it is perfectly perfect. It's a perfect circumference. So I'm not as bad as you. They try to explain away everything. But what you did was uh, it, it was horrible. You just did it five minutes ago, but nobody saw you. But when you see somebody else do it, it's a, it's a disdain. I can't I can't come to a church like that. But people like you there, you at work with people like this. You at Walmart with people just like if I, anybody say I can't come to church with you because they're hypocrites. And they at Walmart with people wearing uh, 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 the, the bonnets on their head and their pajamas and they smell like uh, uh Medicinal things. 
stinking up the whole place. <laughs> you talking about, I can't go to church with those people. At least these people know that they got a problem they're trying to do something about. You go to every store, it, it, Black Friday. Uh, you come, we got these deals for you. It's only five of them in the store. It's 100 people outside lined up already. They don't got the stuff in the store that you're looking for. They just trying to get you in the store. Or, you know, they like to send these stupid things to your house where from the car places like you win this if you come in. You ain't won nothing. They just trying to get you in there. Just all the time lying to you. Jesus Christ's character, he was he was faultless in his character. Every possible perfection of character Jesus Christ had. Every possible perfection of character Jesus Christ had. He didn't fail in no area, no place, no way. Nothing, not, not anything that speaks to or equates to a perfect character. It rested upon it, it, anything that rests. It rested upon Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the standard. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know why people don't like Jesus Christ? Because he's the measuring stick. You know why everybody's looking around, looking side to side and measuring themselves this way? Because if they look up that way, they can't measure up. And as Jesus Christ walked this earth, when he came from a baby to a man, everybody knew. Everybody knew. They, man, this is a little carpenter boy. I've been, you know, in, in front of everybody, people talk bad about you, but in their heart, they're like, maybe he do got something that I don't have. He is a little bit better than me. I seen him tempted and I seen he didn't budge. I know if it would have been me, I would have messed this thing up. Now, that's what they're saying to themselves. And guess what? Christian folk are looking at you the same way. They're looking at you at how you handle your ups and downs and your heartaches and hardships. Are you going to quit on God? Are you going to stop going to church? Are you going to stop serving the Lord? Are you going to stop singing your song? You know, every last one of you should have a song that God's given you. You should have a song. You know what I tell? I tell the dudes that uh, the dudes that black Israelite dudes like I'm a black Israelite black man. It's the original Hebrews. And before I even tell them about you need to be a pork abstaining, Sabbath-worshipping. Uh, so if you've been eating bacon, you hit. You understand? <laughs> Pork chops, you hit. If you go to church on Sunday and you don't start on Friday at 6, you hit. And I, before I even tell them that, you know, there's only one temple that could be a place you could worship. You, they don't got one in America. It, the one in America will be like, you know, you know, when the children of Israel went across the river, and they erected a, 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 a thing to try to make them remember, listen, this is how we worship God. We got the same God and they came back over there about to kill him. Yeah. That's the equivalent of you having a temple in America. All right. You're supposed to die. So I tell them, I was like, well, man. Uh, you do know they, they virgins, right? <laughs> huh? What do you mean by that? I said, oh, you hit. You, you're not one of the 12,000. <laughs> and everybody want to be from the tribe of Judah. You know why? Because it's kings in the tribe of Judah. And you hear all the people. I, you, I know y'all be out. When y'all be out, they be like, hey, king, how you doing, king? How you doing, queen? 
You got no kingly characteristics at all. She has no queenly characteristics at all. At all. And then I look at you. Why is she wearing a skirt? Why don't she have two tons of makeup like me? Why her hair is not purple today like mine's? I can't, I can't understand how you could go from purple to green to yellow to lime green to yellow to orange. Don't that say that you're confused? There's confusion in your life. Jesus Christ has no flaws whatsoever. He was, Jesus Christ was perfect in holiness. He was perfect in holiness. He was, not only was he perfect in holiness, he was perfect in love. There's no better love than the love of Jesus Christ. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. His love is wonderful. His love is wonderful. You, you know, think about all the stuff you've done. Not, not before you got saved. Forget before you got saved. We're talking about after you got saved. After you had the power to do right. And we ain't talking about the, the sins that, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, sins of omission that which you don't really understand yet. We talk about the sins that you know was right and wrong. The besetting sin, the one that you can't stand that you do. Think about how many times you've done that. And Jesus Christ, love covers that every single time. It was always in the future. It has always been in the future. And then, like I said, he says, a righteous man fall off seven times and get us back up. He's judging you on a curve. You know what you got to do as a Christian? All you got to do is just get back up. Because he's wonderful. He's not, he know who he is. He, he's the word of God. He's the son that was given. He's the child that was born. He's the one that's, the government is upon his shoulders. He's the one that's wonderful. It's about him. Folk, if you go out and you go to work, you go into this Christmas season and you do whatever it is that you do with your family. I'm not against it. Uh, get all the presents and all of whatever you do. I ain't say get drunk, uh, party or none of that. I ain't know what I said. Have as much fun as you want to. Love on your family as much as you want to. But if you don't tell them about that wonderful Savior, if you don't tell them about the wonderfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't love them. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. And if your family like mine, they sin us. Now, see, my sin, my family is a little exceeding sinful. <laughs> they exceeding sinful. But I tell you what, when something go wrong in their life, guess who they call? They're going to call me. We need you to come pray. My cousin, she's, she's right now. She's got cancer and the cancer then went all the way through her body and it's almost at her spine. I don't know if they know what's going on yet. As soon as it happened, they're on the phone calling, crying, calling me. But when I'm on the phone, talk to them. I don't believe that part of the Bible. I just don't believe God would do anything like that. Well, the God in the Bible wouldn't. That just ain't right. But when it's trouble and heartache. They're going to call a person that they know that's like closest to Jesus Christ, the best picture of Jesus Christ they got. Yeah. You know, that might be just be you and your family. Mm-hmm. You might be just the only person that they might be able to see the, the wonderfulness of Jesus Christ in. 
They might not say, listen, you, you're not perfect, but you can show them how wonderful Jesus Christ's character, how wonderful Jesus Christ's character is, how divine Jesus Christ is, how he changes, he changes lives. AA and all of these counseling, all these people, counselors, uh, therapy, all, they ain't changing nothing. They're not changing anything. It's Jesus Christ that changes. It's this book that changes. It's the love of Christ that uh, draws people in. You know, when people come into the church, they're supposed to feel the love of Jesus Christ. The other day somebody came in and he said, man, I just, he said, I got here and I just, man, I just felt, it just did something for me. Because all I care about is I want you to walk through the door. You feel the love of Jesus Christ. You feel like we love you and we care about you. It might take you two years to come back. We had somebody just come back the other day. He, it's been three, four years. Just come back. It take time. But you know what I was concerned about? That he knew that we loved him. That he saw Jesus Christ in us. That he saw that we didn't quit. You know, some of your family members... They're going to put on a dog for you on Christmas time. They're going to buy all the gifts and they're going to have the biggest smile. They're going to have the best looking hair, the best makeup and all of that. They're going to be hurt on the inside. And they're going to look at you and say, I don't know what you got, but you got something I don't have. You didn't come in here about worried about a whole bunch of gifts. You don't care about who looks the best. And they're going to look at your speech. They're going to look at your dress. They're going to look at your temperament. They're going to look about at you and are you, do you look like Jesus Christ? Are you something that we want? They're going to look at your family. Why your family look better than my family? Why it seems like y'all so much at peace? You, you, you know, Christians have problems, right? But you know God is good at hiding them, you know? You know, you, know, you come in here and you're looking at somebody like, man, I wish my family could be like theirs. And you, do, you just talking. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the devil, the devil, I say it all the time, the devil was sitting there with his bat on the back of you, winding up, he's playing around. Bow! Won't you just quit? Why would God let me do something like that to you? That's what he's doing. And God says, stand up. Come on, stand up, get up. I got you. Stand up. And you stand back up and everybody think that nothing happened. But you being beat to death. The devil ain't going to let you have all of this peace and joy and all these nice little times and everybody looking at you and watching you and seeing something. You got something different. and He ain't going to do nothing to you. But the devil, but God is good at protecting you and making it look like nothing's going on or making them see that. Yeah, it happened. But I'm going to get back up. Because of the love of God and I'm going to keep going on. Folks, somebody in your family is hurting right now. And they're playing this Christmas thing up and they don't even understand the purpose of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was coming to the world. He was born to die. But the Bible says for unto us a son is given. A child is born. We needed them. And everybody you know at your job, at your house, at your home, they need them also. Just as much as you need them. You're going to be the one that make them aware of that. You're going to be the one that helps them with that. Because they're going to watch you. You're going to be a testimony of the wonderfulness of Jesus Christ. Not only is he wonderful, he's a counselor. He's a, the mighty God. He's a mighty God. But right now, just 
Think about how wonderful God's been in your life. How his perfect character. Listen, you needed somebody perfect in your place. The God of the universe requires perfection. So he had to. He had to sacrifice him own self. He had to present. He had to provide a sacrifice for himself. He had to provide himself a sacrifice. And I say it all the time. I can The Bible don't say Isaac was a little bit, a little lad or whatever. The Bible, Isaac, Isaac might have been up there. And I know Isaac wasn't just skipping up the, the mountain. He's looking at it. You think how long you think it took him for him to figure out that uh, we ain't got no sacrifice. He been knew they ain't had no sacrifice. He's like, peradventure we're going to catch it on the way up the mountain. When we get up the mountain, he's like, we, we still ain't got this sacrifice. So he got to ask his dad, where, listen, dad, where the sacrifice at? And then the Bible says he's laying on the altar. He had to tie, he had to tie Isaac up. If Isaac is like me or you, he had to tie Isaac up. Can you imagine the pain that's going through his body as he's tying his son up, trusting God? Can you imagine the eye contact he has with his son? When he's had to take this knife out and it's he's like, Dad, what is you doing? And he's like, we got to trust God. You know what you got to do? You got to trust God the same way because he's wonderful. Listen, when you look at God's characteristics and you look at who God is, you can trust. Him. When you count the cost of all the things he's done for you and you and you take a look into an introspective look into his character. And how wonderful he is, it shouldn't be no pause in, in your step. It wouldn't be, no, wait, wait, wait a minute, God. No. You sh- okay, yeah, God. It should be no hesitation. You know why? Because he's wonderful. The government is upon his shoulders. You know that stuff you can't carry? He can. He, glad, he came into the world to carry it. So you not have to carry it. The God of the Bible is wonderful. Let's pray.